Are you ready? Welcome to Radio Grognard, King Size, the OSR podcast with more stuff with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya folks, Old Man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. It's a nice day, of course, here out in the hinterlands of Taos, New Mexico. Ah, it's such so nice just sitting here on the front porch thinking about gaming and all that kind of stuff. Well, I want to talk today about reputation, character reputation. And we will talk about that after this. Now, this episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Reputation. I just saw a very interesting YouTube video from the Culture Mafia. And they do things all they do all things like gangsters and Godfather and things. They've analyzed the Godfather films to a fairly well. And this last one was how can you apply some of this? What's the secret you can apply to your own life that they do in there? And you know, it came down to reputation and protection of same. Because the, it's it's that that people know you by. I mean, it is the accumulation of all all the things you've done, pretty much, or what you pe- want people to think. Now, let's apply that to a role-playing game. Let's apply that to, say, D&D. Well, the characters are going to get a reputation after a while. And we all know this. There are several books, several books out there, the game books that have dealt with that, that have talked about that. Blogs have talked about that, podcasts and videos and all that kind of stuff. But what it is, is you, they could just, players should really keep track of the deeds that their characters do. I'm not saying they don't, but there are some people like me who just worry about my per, the character personality and things like that. And I don't think about the things they have done. And it's possible that these things may get back to people, or or it may not, because there is good, there's a good percentage of the chance, a chance, with the traffic driving by, good percentage of chance that they'll do things that people won't know because they're like out in the wilderness or down in a dungeon or something like that. So they're not going to find that out. But you know the right people may, and. That's the kind of thing that, you know, the player character should pay attention to. I mean, some games like Call of Cthulhu, you have the skill credit rating. And if you're playing in a 1920s game or around there, or even even uh, Cthulhu, by Ga- Cthulhu by Gaslight, credit rating is, that is your status. That is your all right there. You know, especially if you're, you know, if you're in, you know, upper... Upper East Coast at that time in the 20s and 30s, or in, especially in England, class class distinctions. So you have, you know, that's the kind of thing you got to pay attention to. And it's easy to botch it. 
I mean, you can see that every day on the media. It's easy to wreck a reputation, but it's a lot harder to build one up. But I'm just saying, like, after, like, the first five sessions or one campaign arc in a campaign, I think the players should be recognized, or the player character should be recognized to a certain amount of people, a certain percentage of people out there. Even if they're big fish in a small pond. So maybe one village they're revered as saviors, and nobody else knows it. That's okay. They've got a, they've got a safe haven there. That's good. Now, let's also talk about NPC reputations. There's a, there's a story, there's an anecdote that Orson Welles used to tell about a Mr. Wu. And this was, um, this was a play on Broadway called Mr. Wu. And Mr. Wu didn't appear until after the intermission, after the, on the second act. And, but everybody talked about him. Everybody. Oh, what would Mr. Wu do? Do you think Mr. Wu would like that? And stuff like that. You know, and then they talk about how, what he's a little like and stuff like that. At the very end of the act, he appears, says nothing, and then the curtain goes down. But the thing is, he's been built up through the other characters and with the audience that they kind of get an idea of what he's like. He may not be like that, but they'll find out in the second act. And that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. Reputations get around, not only for player characters, but NPCs too. And, you know, you, you should think about like your major NPCs. What kind of reputation do they have? Because that is, I, I agree with them, that is power. It really is. If you can intimidate somebody by their reputation, you're, you, you got something going there. You know what I'm saying? You really do. So think about that sometime. And, and this is something you can think of in the long term, you know. I mean, I'm saying every player has to think about their character this way. But I think most GMs should keep a little bit of track of that. You know, how famous are they? How how much are they known? I mean, are they so famous their bards are, are composing ballads about, or poems about them or things like that? Maybe their reputation gets into the highest circles by accident. They do this this little thing. Some guy sees it, says he's a, a bard or a scribe, and goes around and tells everybody about it and embellishes it. You know, uh, the guy killed a fly. Next thing you know, in, in six months, the guy killed a dragon that time. So, you know, there's that on, that kind of thing. You know, you never you never know what's going to happen, and, and that's that's a great source of plot right there. That one that one can be fun, almost as fun as mistaken identity. But that one could really be fun if you try that. So I would I would probably probably do do uh, just to keep a note, maybe on a I don't know a. <sighs> You can use a spreadsheet, I guess, but I just write it down. You know, they did. You know, they did this. This guy did that. Trying, trying to get a little more organized than I'm giving you, but you know, but it's something you should keep with your notes. You know, the campaign notes, the rep of the guy, of the people, and you don't have to do it every session. You just plan out the session, play the thing, plan out the session, and, and look back at like say five sessions, the fifth ste- session. Do a reputation 
um, column for the characters. You can, all you have to do is like write down, right? You know, you've already got what they've done because you should be taking notes after the game to to keep track of what they've done. But you can also say, okay, this person did that, so that might make this person happier in this section of town or just in general. Actually, I would just put down, they did this, and so reputation may go up a little. But don't don't specify it. Play. I'd like to play that by ear. You know, play it off the cuff, seat of your pants, however you want to say it. I just want to be, be able to, like, have something referenced in there. And that way you can, you can keep a loose track of it because a lot of times in prep in, in when you're doing your prep, you look at the last session's notes, you know, and you don't have to, there are just certain things in the campaign. You don't have to keep a big track of, and this is important, but it's not, you don't have to keep, you know, it's like, you don't have to know, you know, every encounter and every, you know, thing like that. You can just write it down, or you can, or if you do like a, a GM book for the campaign, put it on the last page, rep page, and just every every say four or five sessions you go over you go over it, and see where everybody's standing. This will bring out role play. This will bring out, you know, things. You know, like I said, the best. You should, every GM should role play to the best of their ability in a game, because. I, when I run games, I like to lead by example. When I run a session and I do the role play in the game and things like that, I try to do it to the best of my abilities and I role play, you know, all over the place, mainly because I'm an actor, but I, I just, I just throw myself into those characters. And you know what? It pays. It really does. Because to me, they see you doing it and they're going to reply in kind. You know what I'm saying? They're, you role play good. They will role play good. Lead by example. That's the whole point of the whole thing. But yeah, reputation really should be tracked. And, but like I said, not loosely, but just long enough where you can develop this into a, it, you know, you can work it into plot, really. I mean, we had, I had one, I was in one game where our thief in the party had a certain skeleton in his closet he didn't want anybody to know about, but we found out about it when we landed in this one town. Because we get, he and the rest of us get kidnapped by the thieves guild. And we are put in front of the head of the thieves guild. And the first thing he does is he looks at the thief and said, I thought I told you never to come back here. And he start, and we all start sweating bullets. And next thing you know, we're doing a job for the Thieves Guild. And it's not, it, it wasn't anything that we got to go, it's a fetch quest, basically. We got to find this artifact. And of course, of course more of the, merc, the more mercenary people in, among our group saying, well, what do we get out of it? And the guy just turned around and says, you get to keep your lives. Oh. Okay, and they did the fetch quest, and they came back, they did a good job, and they actually rewarded them, and turned to the thief and said, okay, you're in our good graces again. And the funny thing is, is the thief or they never told us what he did. 
We didn't know what he did. But it didn't matter because he had a reputation there, a bad reputation, but it's a reputation nonetheless, and the GM played on that. That's the kind of thing you got to do. Anyway, okay, I got to go start my day. So if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognard at gmail.com or drop a voicemail on Spotify for podcasters. Uh, and we are monetized. So as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help help support this program. And I would thank you. For single donations, go to my Kofi page, ko-fi.com slash oldmangrognard. My PayPal tip jar too. You can go there, paypal.me slash oldmangrognard. Now let me thank these people who do give to me monthly. Gilbert Soares, Juan Carlos Llewellyn, Benjamin Brodell, John Allen Large, and Aaron. Thank you very much. For other good podcasters, Dan Gregg at the Young Y-U-N-G Young Grognar Podcast, Kevin at the Red Caps Podcast, Daniel Norton's Bandits Keep Podcast, Randy and Joe's Biggest Geekest Podcast, Big John Allen Larges the Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tinker's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. You got questions? You got comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. Tune in next time when Radio Grognard King Size is on the air.